and uh, Pastor Ziggy, he uh, taught an awesome word last week. I really enjoyed getting to be a part of the revival service here at Winter's Church. I thought it was awesome, um, and he asked me to teach today, and we are going to talk about more of the same, Revelation gifts. Um, so we, let's go ahead and just read that scripture in 1 Corinthians. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians 12. We'll read it just here in a minute. Um, but we're talking about revelation gifts. Um, Pastor Ziggy talked about this um, last week and the week before uh, while we were out. And uh, it was awesome. And we're just going to kind of expound on that a little bit more. Um, so let's see here. Hey, Don. So we're going to be talking about the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. We're going to try to get a little more into the discerning of spirits because I think we've talked about the others quite a bit. Um, So the word of wisdom is God's wisdom or insight revealed for what is to come, so future. It's God's plan revealed, basically. A word of knowledge is uh, God's knowledge revealed of something that's current or in the past, so knowledge that you shouldn't have, supernatural knowledge of something that's currently happening or something that has happened. And then discerning of spirits is seeing into the realm of the spirit. Amen. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 12. We're going to start with verse 4. It says, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it's the same God which worketh in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Love that. Uh, verse 8, for to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to, the, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, uh, to another interpretation of tongues tongues. But all these worketh that one and the selfsame spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. So we know that it's, um, that these gifts are, uh, these gifts are made manifest in the spirit when we're in the spirit, right? So outside of being in the spirit, these gifts won't operate in your life. They can't. Um, let's see here. So, revelation gifts. We're going to start with talking about the word of knowledge, hopefully briefly, um, but we're just going to be led by the Spirit. So, word of knowledge is supernatural information about something that's in the past or something current. Um, This is actually a gift I I was thinking about today. I think that God has used me maybe the most in this spiritual gift. Um, This is something that started to operate in my life almost right away when I got born again, filled with the Spirit. Um, And I wanted to share a testimony. I wish Nakia was here because she's a part of this testimony. But um, I wanted to share this testimony because I thought it was such a great example of the word of knowledge and operation and such a really cool thing that happened as a result of the word. Um, But I can't remember what year it was. It's been a long time, though. It was probably 2014, 2015, right? 2015. Ayla says 2015, so it's probably right. Uh, and we had a worship night that Nakia had put together um, for the worship team, and it was awesome. We got together and we worshiped. It was probably a crowd about the size of 
here tonight because that's kind of how those worship nights went. The crowds were a little bit smaller, but it was always just an awesome time. We'd come together, worship the Lord, and the Holy Spirit would move every time. And I was worshiping, and the Lord began to talk with me and deal with me. And I, he didn't say something about this person, but I knew he wanted, he, I knew he was trying to get something across to somebody that was there. And I, you know, I wasn't in charge. I, we weren't preaching that night or anything like that. It wasn't my service. So I was just, you know, trying to get some direction on what to do with what I was sensing in my heart. And sure enough, Nakia said, Tyler, do you have something? And I'm like, yes, I do. So I got up and there was this woman there. Her name was Lacey. And it's something I always have appreciated about the tallies that, and Miss Rhonda as well, that they have always, anytime they've come across somebody that they knew were in need or were struggling, were battling sickness, battling disease, whatever it may be, they would drag them into the presence of God. And I, I love that because they know what they can't do anything about. If they get them in God's presence, something is going to happen. They have confidence in that. Something's going to happen. And that's what had happened here. Nakia had invited uh, Lacey. At least I wish she was here to confirm that. I may have made that up, but I know that they know each other. Um, but Lacey was there, and I didn't know anything about her, never met her before. I just knew she was a guest. And once I got up and I took the microphone, I went to open my mouth, and the Lord said to me, he said, tell her that there is something in her head, and I'm touching it today. And I was praying, and I was praying in the Spirit, and I, I went to go say, there's something in your mind the Lord wants to touch it today. And before I could get that out of my mouth, he said, tell her what I said. And I went again to go say that there's something in your mind, because that's what I thought, I assumed. Um, he said, say what I said. So I told her, I said, the Lord says that there's something in your head, and he wants to touch it today. And of course, she starts crying, and I'm like, she's probably an emotional wreck or something like that. And the Lord is trying to help her out. You know, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. She's battling depression. I, I don't know. I'm still assuming that this is something in her soul or mind or will and emotions that God is wanting to touch. And I released the word to her. I gave her that word. I prayed for her. I agreed with her. The Lord's touching her. And I knew he was working because she was getting touched right there in that moment. I sensed the electricity, the anointing, the power of God in that moment. It was awesome. And I knew that Something God had done a work in her. So we go on with the rest of the worship night. There's probably a couple more songs, something like that. We go on with the rest of the worship night, and afterwards she comes to me. And it was, let me tell you, this is one of the craziest things I think that I've ever been a witness to. It was so awesome. She comes to me and she said, Hey, I just wanted to introduce myself to you. And, uh, you know, did Nakia tell you anything about me? I'm like, No, not a thing. I haven't talked to Nakia about anything. I don't know anything about you. And she said, well, um, I'm here because I'm believing God for a miracle. I'm like, oh, praise God. Did you receive it? <laughs> and she's like, listen. So she goes on to tell me the story. She was given a death sentence. They told her, if I remember correctly, that she had like three weeks to live. Like it was that, that close. She had gone to the doctor. They found something, and they had given her a death sentence. They had told her that she was going to die. It was a very short amount of time that she could live. Um, and they gave her, and I'll tell the rest of the story here in a second, they gave her some options 
Um, there was a surgery that was going to cost her like hundreds of thousands of dollars that maybe gave her a small chance at survival. Insurance wouldn't cover it. She would have to pay for it out of pocket, you know, something crazy like that. So she, she was thinking, I need a miracle. I'm going to die. And the Lord said that there was something in her head. So this is what happened. They had found, I don't know if it was a tumor. I think that it was a tumor. They had found a tumor and they told her that they couldn't operate on it here. She would have to go to this specialist. I think he was in California. Um, the hospital stay was like a hundred grand. The uh, anesthesiologist was like a hundred grand. You know, it was ex- exponential amounts of money that there's no way that she'd be able to to t- to do. So what she told me, she's like, I believe exactly what you said, and I don't know anything about her. I don't know if she believes in healing. I don't know if she. I don't know if she's born again. I don't know where she's at in her walk with God. All I know is I had to be faithful to deliver that word. And that's what that was. That was a word of knowledge. Um, it, was a, it was a word about something that was happening currently. So I gave her that word and she went on. Now, there's, I kind of hope she doesn't listen to this. I don't think she will because there's some things that happened that I think could have been different had um, she exercised her faith differently. Um, cause you know, everybody, everybody's faith is in a different place. Um, so we ended up at the emergency room last week, week, two weeks ago, uh, on Wednesday. And listen, we're faith people. We believe God, we trust the Lord. Um, but how many, you know, sometimes the enemy gets to you and you're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the doctor. <laughs> and it wasn't, we had confidence that, that the Lord was going to do all that needed to be done, no matter what the situation ended up being. But what had happened was there was some bleeding. It was concerning. I wasn't being very helpful in my building up of A-list confidence when, you know, she, first she's like, well, there's some bleeding. And I'm like, well, you know, it's nothing. And she tells me a little bit more details. I'm like, I don't know anything about how all that works. So... Is that, should I be concerned about that? And then she tells a little bit more. I'm like, uh, I'm a little nervous about that. I don't, I don't, so she's like, she's going, she was actually going to get us dinner. She was in line at Chick-fil-A freaking out because I'm freaking her out. So we were both, you know, feeding off of each other's nerves. And finally, it was just like, you know what? Let's just go to the ER and get, um, just, so we don't have to think about this. This was on Wednesday. We didn't want to have to wait till the next doctor's appointment a month, a month later. And that's where our faith was at in that moment. And we, we, could, have, we could have done something different and it would have caused a different outcome. We, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, But that's where we were at. That's what we had to do. So I wanted to say that because it fits into this story. Sometimes you have to make decisions based off of where your faith is at. And it's not my place to judge or anything like that. But Things could, have, things could have gone different based off of God, what God said in that moment. Um, so what she did after that, she tells me, she testifies, this was incredible. This was, God touched me. It was awesome. I got a message on Facebook. I probably still have it. I should have looked for it before we got here, but it was years ago. And she's messaging me on Facebook. This is so awesome. I'm going to the doctor on this day, I can't wait to hear what they have to say, blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm like, praise God. And I'm trusting the Lord. I'm like, Lord, do not let them find anything. When she goes to the doctor, don't let them find a thing. She's healed. You know, I'm, I'm exercising my faith with her, trusting the Lord, believing, praying. And um, 
she goes to the doctor. She goes to get another opinion, basically. She goes to the doctor, and the doctor... Um, that's, not really, that's not quite how that happened. What happened was she had a segment on the news, and the segment was to try to help raise money for... Because this was already in motion. The segment was to try to help raise money for the, the surgery that this other doctor said she had to have to even have a chance of survival. Um, so they... It was like KFOR, you know, the In Your Corner deal, and they're trying to get her some money. A doctor, I believe at OU, saw the story air. He was a brain surgeon and said, hey, I want you to come see me. I'm going to, I want to look at, you know, everything myself. And that surgery that he's saying that he can do, I'll, I'll do that surgery for you and I'll waive my cost. So you just need to come up with the money for the hospital cost, but I'll take care of the surgery part. That's a miracle all by itself, you know what I'm saying? And that's, where her, that's really where her faith was at. That's what she was trusting and believing God for, was for God to make a way. I was trusting and believing God for a manifestation of that tumor, you know, being gone. You know, that's, that's, where, I, I, that's where my faith was at, and I believe that's what the Lord was trying to, to get across to her. Um, anyways, so she goes to this doctor, and get this. This is where it starts to get even crazier. So first off, I don't know this lady I almost messed it up by saying the wrong thing, throwing my interpretation of the word in there. And then it's, you know, right on. You know, what the Lord is saying is right on with what she's dealing with. She goes, the doctor does what he's got to do, and he says, you do not have what he said you had. You were misdiagnosed. Now, see, me, I'm like, Lord, you worked a miracle there. You worked a miracle because that doctor said that she was not going to live more than three weeks or whatever the time exactly was. You worked a miracle. He said, that's not what you need. You do need surgery, though. And he's, he honored his commitment. He did the surgery. And um, she still she has, has to go back, I believe, every so often for follow-up surgeries to correct what they put in her brain and all that kind of stuff. But... Um, I thought that that was such a good testimony of the word of knowledge because God spoke. I almost, for real, I was this close to messing it all up. And imagine if I had said that because you know she probably emotionally was going through some things with news like that. She's like, the Lord hears me. I'm hurting. He's going to give me joy or whatever. You know what I mean? And what he was trying to pour out is healing. And I'm, I mess it. I get in his way by saying the wrong thing. That's why it's important why, that we say what God says and we say what we see, we say what we hear, not, well, God said this, so I think what he's meaning is this. Just say what he says because that's, that's, all, that's our only responsibility. That's our only obligation. Um, and she's still alive today. I think she just got married recently. Um, I was telling Ayla just before service, I typed her first name in my notes and there's something weird about Facebook because she showed up all day long in my Facebook news feed after I typed her first name in my notes. They're always watching. They're always listening. They're probably listening right now. Um, but how many of you know we have to be faithful? First off, it's, it's important that we are obedient. When God gives us a word, when he says something to us, it's important that we're obedient to do what it is that he says. That's how you get, o that's how you get over there in discovering the purpose and plan of God in your life, is stepping out when he says to step out you find, you find more of him as you go. Does that make sense? It's kind of a weird way to say that, but you find, you find, you, you discover new aspects of who he is, new aspects of his love that you hadn't encountered before. It changes things from being a story to, to something, head knowledge versus heart knowledge. Does that make sense? 
Revelation, you, you experience who God is when you step out in obedience to do what it is that he's telling you to do. Gil is a great example as well. When he stepped out at that men's meeting in Shawnee, and I know because when I gave this word, I probably felt how you felt, and you're like, I might as well have just told her God loves her. You know what I mean? That meant nothing to me. It's something so small and doesn't mean a thing to me. But Gil stepped out and told this guy, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he told this guy, um, basically, God loves you and has a good plan for your life. And he's going to do great things through you. And he stepped out, and I'd be willing, we haven't talked about this, but I'd be willing to bet money that Gil, after that moment, experienced God regularly on a new level. Does that make sense? Is that true? Yeah, because we, we discover more of God when we step out in obedience. And then afterwards, that kid testified to Gil, you have no idea how bad I needed that. You have no, that was so right on. And it's true, he was battling, and he needed to hear that God loved him and had a good plan for his life. Amen? So we have to be, we have to be faithful and obedient to step out and do what it is that he's telling us to do. And these things, these things manifest as a result of being in the Spirit, Right? So it's important that we maintain a relationship with the Holy Ghost. We spend time getting in the Spirit. Especially right now, it's difficult. The Lord has helped me with my driving. I've testified about this. The Lord has helped me for real. Especially, Ayla's gotten pregnant, and I'm way more calm. People are flying around most of the time. People are flying all over the place, and it's getting close to the holidays. There's traffic. What? What are you about to say? Most of the time. Amen. Most of the time. Um, but, you know, since we found out Ayla was pregnant, it's just like, I don't have a care in the world. We're just driving. We're just cruising. Well, cruising to me. Ayla, she's still in the passenger seat. Every time I hit the brake, she's like. And I'm like, you're exaggerating. She's like, no, I'm not. Like, yeah, you are. You're exaggerating. <laughs> <laughs> amen but it's 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 difficult especially right now because the holidays are coming up and people just get goofy around the holidays it's difficult to remain in the spirit especially while driving it's difficult when you have to get out and go to the mall and stuff like that and you start encountering crazy people and people at work right now I'm, all the calls that I get right first off all the calls that I get at all it means that something's wrong. If they're talking to me, it's because there's a problem. And if there's a problem with payroll, somebody's really mad because it's money. It didn't matter. I had a client mad at me because they got a $5 credit from the state of Oklahoma for us overpaying their taxes. They're like, well, why'd you overpay? Like, it's $5. You paid like 38,000 and you're upset that we gave you $5 back. But that's just how things are. When it, comes to, when it's, when it has to do with money, people are way different. So it's difficult when you get chewed out or you deal with somebody that's just not nice. Um, it's, it's, just, it's difficult to resist that urge to get over there in the flesh because we all, have, we all have a natural man. We all have a tendency to want to lean towards our flesh, and we have to purpose in ourselves to lean into the spirit. You know what I'm saying? We have to resist our flesh. It, it, can, it can be difficult, but it's important that we do that. Um, and these are some of the reasons why, because, you know, we want those gifts to work. We want the gifts of the Spirit to operate in our lives. These things should operate daily in our lives, as the Spirit wills, but we should see these things 
in operation regular, especially when we gather here, we should see these things in operation. And not just in Pastor Ziggy, but in all of us, we should see these things in operation. These things are key ingredients to us fulfilling the plan and purpose of God in our life. The gifts of the Spirit are key ingredients to us fulfilling the plan and purpose of God in our lives. So we have to be obedient. Um, But that day when I gave you know, that word, when God gave me that word of knowledge, God taught me not to put my own interpretation on it. That's the first time he taught me uh, not to, to, to say what I want to say, to say what is easier to say, but he taught me to say what he says. Um, and that way, too, we're not involved so much. We remove ourselves from the equation so he can do all that he wants to do, so that he can do everything that he says. Thank you, Debbie. Um, I asked Ayla to share a couple testimonies, too, because Ayla operates often in the gift of the word of knowledge. Um, I thought that that's, I hadn't really thought about it until recently, but I thought that it was interesting that we both operate over there in that gifting somewhat on a regular basis. Um, And I think it's because of, well, I know for a fact, not I think, it's because of the ministry that God's called us to when it comes to healing um, and working of miracles. Those things work together. Um, And the word of knowledge, it works works along those same lines um, pretty often. Uh, but I asked her to share a couple of testimonies because I knew that she had some based on previous conversations. And then she told me what they were, and they're awesome. And then don't forget that last one either. I keep reminding her because it's awesome. That's okay. I'll just leave it. Uh, by the way, he didn't say this, but the baby was fine. <laughs> didn't want to leave you all hanging. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no issues. Um, but, no, it's Okay. Uh, the first testimony I thought of was not long after I got saved. Um, of course, like like I've said before, I wasn't in church before I got saved, and so all of this revival was brand new to me, and I was so excited. I started out thinking everybody knew this all along, and then I quickly found out that wasn't true. But um, So I would go to work, and I'd be like telling everyone what I learned the night before. I'm like, did you guys know that God knows what you're going through? And they're like, no. And I'm like, did you know God knows if you're sick or if you have a broken bone or anything like that? He could tell me. And they're like, no. And I was like, did you know that he can make me feel what you feel? And they're like, no. And I was like, well, he can. I was so excited. And then one of the guys was like, well, what's wrong with me then? And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, well, I guess God can't tell you then. So I go away, and I'm praying. I'm like, God, I know you know what's wrong with him, and I know you can tell me. So, Lord, I'm believing that you're going to speak to me, and you're going to tell me just so I can pray for him. And so um, after I was, that was when I was working in the skating rink, so I was cleaning off tables and stuff, and I'm just praying. And then I noticed that, like, I start having this weird pain in my back, and my nose starts feeling a little funny. I don't know how else to describe it. That's just how it felt. And so I go up to him, and I'm like, I know what's wrong with you. And he was like, what is it? And so I said, well, my nose is feeling kind of funny, and I got this weird pain in my back. And he was like, that's exactly how I feel. And I was like, well, let me pray for you. So I got to pray with him, and it was awesome. And so the next night at Revival, I go up to Pastor Zig, and I'm all excited. And I'm like, guess what happened? And so I'm telling him, and I thought this part was important to share because he when I was testifying to Pastor Zig, when I got to the part where I said, 
you know, I don't know what's wrong with you. Pastor Zig thought that was the end of the story, and he said, I'm so glad you didn't make it up, because <laughs> he said a lot of people mess it up by trying to guess, and it's wrong. And so he said, I'm so glad you didn't make it up, and I was like, yeah, but guess what happened after that? So um, I wanted to share that because it's important that if you don't know, just say you don't know, and then go and pray and trust God to speak to you. It's better to say, I don't know, than be wrong. <laughs> um, another testimony I was thinking of was um, after the, the revival in Richmond was over, Pastor Zig went to Springfield, Ohio, and I went with a group of people to Springfield, and we went early to pray for people before, and we went to Target in Ohio, and um, I mentioned him before, I had a friend named Drew, who's now in heaven, but he's super awesome. He's one of those people that in the moment you feel like they're really annoying, but afterwards you're like, man, they helped me so much because he was always pushing me. He he was actually the first person that told me he felt like I would pray for the sick. And since then I've gotten a million words about that, but yeah. He for real was radical. Like he was way rad, un make you uncomfortable radical. Like, I think a good example is sometimes we'll be at the hospital and Don will be trying to minister to people and they'll be walking away from him. This may have only, I say it like it happens all the time, it may have only happened one time, but I was standing there with him and they're walking away and he's still preaching the gospel to them as they're walking away. They're out, they're out of two sliding doors already and he's still preaching the gospel to them. That's how Drew was for real. He would make you uncomfortable with what he believed. What he, what he, he was so confident in the word of God He's going to do it. I mean, he's going to get out there and do it. Whether he looks silly or not, he was going to do it. Um, but he was way, way radical. So we were walking around Target, and we see this lady that's limping, and we're like, that's an easy one. Let's go pray for her, because we're still new. We're nervous about it. So as we're walking up to her, I start feeling a pain in my fourth toe, like a bad pain. And so I'm telling Drew on the way, like, because we just knew she was limping. That could be a million things. But as we're walking up, I tell Drew, I said, it's her toe. Yeah. I think that was wrong. But um, so I said, it's her toe. And so we go up, and I'm like, hey, uh, kind of weird question. Do you have a broken toe? And she said, yeah, I do. And I said, it's your fourth toe, isn't it? And she said, yes. And I said, the Lord told me it was. And Drew said, if he told her, he's going to heal it. <laughs> so we got to pray for her, and that was super awesome because... We were just getting out there, exercising our faith, and the Lord can tell you down to the detail. Like, it's this, it's not only does she have a broken toe, it's this toe on this foot. So super awesome that uh, the Lord showed me that. And then Tyler wanted me to make sure I share this because I told him it was a funny story. So <laughs> we're walking around Target, and we're about to leave um, to go to the church. And we're, we walk by this lady, and Drew looks at me, and he says, Ayla, I think that lady pulled a butt muscle. <laughs> and he said, but you're the one that has to ask her. And I was like, I'm not asking her that. So hopefully she received her healing another way. <laughs> They're like, Lord, touch her. <laughs> That's pretty funny, though. Yeah, she told me that just before church, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that, you have to share that one for sure. <laughs> he said, I think she pulled a butt muscle, but you're going to have to be the one to tell her. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, but I think it's it's interesting that, um, oh, fun fact, I actually met Ayla in Springfield during that time. Um, I was there with Pastor Ziggy. 
She brought me hot Cheetos, yeah, flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah, she sent me, a, we were like flying, and I got a message while we were flying that said, hey, you don't know me, but do you want a snack? <laughs> Basically, it is Ava. Because um, I guess she knew somehow I was going. But we actually, Joe? Yeah, we actually met on that trip. Um, so that's, side note, fun fact. Um, if I only knew then what I know now. <laughs> no, but I think it's interesting that the Lord uses both of us in that gifting somewhat regularly, but in different ways too, because Ayla, you know, she mentioned that she would feel a pain in different parts of her body. And the way that I am, I'm just naturally skeptical. Um, I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying that I am. And it's not that I'm skeptical of Ayla, but she'll tell me, she's like, I think somebody has a headache because my head's hurting. And I, almost every time I'm like, you sure you don't have a headache? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I'm sure I don't have a headache. Like, well, I mean, you could just have a headache. But I think it's important that we examine those things, that we understand the weight of what, what it is that we're doing. We're, it, it should be a weighty thing for you to say, God said, God told me. You know what I'm saying? We, we shouldn't take that lightly. Um, because I, th I believe that lives literally hang in the balance. Um, so we, we have to be careful. But the way that the Lord uses her that way is not the way that the Lord uses me. I don't usually feel pains when I get a word of knowledge. Um, sometimes I'll feel a warmth in that part of my body, but not pain. I'll feel a warmth. I felt a pain before, but um, not usually. Most of the time I'll feel a warmth, or God will literally say to me, back. Knee, left knee, kidneys, liver, you know, things like that. That's literally what he will say to me. Then that's when I'll try to call out, somebody here have trouble with their kidneys, things like that. Um, but the Lord doesn't usually use Ayla that way. Usually she will experience the symptom that they are experiencing. And that's how the Lord shows her. That's how the Lord speaks to her. Um, he probably didn't use me that way because of the way that I am, because I'd be like, oh, man, my head hurts. Let me get some Tylenol. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He'd be trying to talk to me, and I wouldn't be listening. Um, like, man, I should go to the doctor. My shoulder's hurting. <laughs> and totally defeat the purpose. But Ayla knows because that's how he talks to her. That's how he deals with her. So when you, if God's going to use you that way, if the Holy Spirit's going to operate in your life that way, you have to yield yourself to him and step out there and be obedient to what it is that he's saying. Amen? Amen. We can talk about the word of wisdom. Word of wisdom is supernatural wisdom about the purpose and plan of God to come. Pastor Ziggy, um, I think he quoted this. I, can't, I don't think he read it uh, last week, so I'm going to read it. The next two scriptures, I know he quoted, but we're definitely going to read them. Acts chapter 9. So the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge, they work together Often, um, you know, sometimes God exposes something that's in somebody's life, not in a bad way, but he, he shines a light on something that's happening in somebody's life to get their attention because they'll know that it's him. Um, Pastor Ziggy, you know, he's, he operates in the gift of the discerning of spirits, but when he calls somebody out and he says, God says that you have this, that's a word of knowledge. You have this, it's current. And as he's ministering to them and that word goes on, he begins to 
often, nearly every time, he, he begins to talk about God's plan and what God has for that person. That's a word of wisdom. And this is an example of those things working together too. Uh, Acts chapter, what did I tell you? Chapter 9? Acts chapter 9, I believe it's verse 8. Acts chapter 9, verse. No, that's not the right. Oh, yeah. That was in chapter 8. There we go. Okay. It's chapter 9. It is chapter 9, verse 8. So, um, what happened just before this was um, Saul, when Jesus came to him and he was struck blind and the Lord began to speak to him, um, all that stuff. We know about that. Verse 8, it says, And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. So he was blind, right? But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight and neither did eat nor drink. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. And he hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. So the Lord, that's a word of, of knowledge right there, right? The Lord told him something that had happened, right? Amen. Verse 13, it says, Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man which how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. That's a word of wisdom. He was saying what uh, the plan and purpose of God for Paul was, for Saul was, right? So that's a good example of those things working together. God will oftentimes reveal something that is currently going on, and in that same breath, expose what his plan is for that person. Um, so we have to be open uh, to him using us that way. But that's, that is the word of wisdom. We talked about that quite a bit uh, last week, so I'm not going to go super into depth. We're going to move on uh, here in just a second. But um, something to point out about word of wisdom, Pastor Ziggy mentioned this too, and I just wanted, I want to mention it again because I think it's important. Um, the word of wisdom, it's not us sharing our hopes with people. It's not us sharing what, we want to happen in somebody's life. It's not us sharing what we would dream. You know, it's, it's not, that's not it at all. It's God's plan and purpose revealed through us. So that's another reason why it's so important that we say what it is that he's saying. We say what it is that we're seeing because when we mix our own interpretation in that, we can mess things up pretty badly. Um, and we see that in scripture as well. So next, and uh, we'll finish up with this this one um, is the discerning of spirits. So we know the discerning of spirits is when God opens our natural eyes to see in the spirit. It's not what you feel, it's what you see, right? It's what you see. God opens your natural eyes to see uh, in the spirit. God opens your eyes, but it's not a manifestation of your flesh. Amen. Pastor Ziggy sees in the spirit, God uses him 
uh, in this gift often, all the time, all the time. I think, I think God uses him in this gift uh, more than anybody else I've ever come across anywhere. But he sees by the Spirit, and this isn't like to brag on him or anything like that, but I can't think of a time that he gave me a word that was like wrong. I can't think of a time that he said, I see this and it was incorrect. And that's not true of most other people that have given me words. <laughs> that's just not, that's not, that's not true. I haven't gotten tons and tons of words, but most people that have given me words, they, see, they say that God has shown him something. Most of them were wrong. There's this one guy who tried to prophesy me into being a worship leader. And if you, had been in, if you had been in the car with us on the way over here, you'd know that that word could not come to pass. It's not possible. I like to sing crazy because it makes Ayla laugh. I was getting real crazy today. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I had to be careful, though, because I didn't want to lose my voice. <clears throat> oh, yeah. It was loud. <laughs> I do it to make Ayla laugh, though. All of it's just to make her laugh. Because some stuff I do so often she doesn't laugh at anymore. So I have to... You know, keep her on her toes and, and come up with new ideas all the time. But Pastor Ziggy, he operates in this gift often. Um, I know that he's talked about it quite a bit before. God has used me this way, but I've only seen in the Spirit not that many times. I don't even know how many times, but not that many times. It's something that has happened more often here lately than previously, um, but it's awesome. Um, I think I wanted to mention this too that even though Pastor Ziggy sees in the Spirit and he gets words that are more detailed than most, we all have been in those services where he's prophesied over somebody for a long time. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's over us, and it's great when it's over us, but when it's 1.30 and it's over somebody else, it's like, God sure is talkative today. <laughs> no, that's just a joke. But he, he sees in the Spirit and gets words that are more detailed than most, in my opinion, but even that, I think, is so interesting, because even that's only in part. God only shows a part of his knowledge for people, a part of his wisdom for people. We never see the 100% full picture, full vision for somebody's life. He only, we only see what he wants us to see, what he wants to show us, and there's a reason behind that, so that's, we only see in part, but I always, I've, I've thought about that several times that it's so interesting that Pastor Ziggy sees things that are so crystal clear and so detailed, and still that is only a part of the plan and vision of God. There's still more to it than just that. I think that's incredible. Shows that we serve a huge, humongous, incredible God. Um, and I wanted to say this too. We should do our best to be used however it is that he wants to use us. We should open ourselves up and this is my prayer, Lord, however you want to do it, you can do it through me. However it is that you want to do it, you can do it through me. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what you want me to say. I'll do it. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Amen? Now, there are certain things that I would prefer, but I'll do whatever it is that you want me to do. But um, because we serve under the ministry of Pastor Ziggy, I think that we can expect this gift to operate in our lives um, more regularly than maybe some other people. Because it's in operation regularly around us, 
it probably should be op- in operation through us. Maybe not on the level, because God gave Pastor Ziggy that gift. So maybe not on the level that Pastor Ziggy operates in that gift, but we should see by the Spirit, for sure. We should be seeing by the Spirit. Um, I don't know if you guys have prayed for anybody or ministered in this way. I know that I have, and most of it's just because I've had the opportunity to, but I have seen, you know, Pastor Ziggy says that he sees people light up. He'll see a light around him. I've seen that light, and I believe that that's because of the relationship that I have with Pastor Ziggy because we, we, I serve in ministry with Pastor Ziggy. Um, I have access to something that I may have not had access to had I been under a different ministry. Does that make sense? Uh, so I think, that it, I think that we should expect that. Definitely be open for God to use you, the Holy Spirit to use you, however it is that he wants to use you. But I wish Anna was here because she asked about this last week. Um, she, she was saying that she got a word about seeing, and she said, does that mean I'm going to operate in the gift of the discerning of spirits? And I told her, well, no, I don't, I don't think that that means anything because the word that you got wasn't you're going to operate in the gift of the discerning of spirits. The word was you're going to see this. But I told her, but if you desire to operate in the gift of the discerning of spirits, I think the likelihood of you seeing in the spirit is high because you're in this place, because you're, you are um, in this church that Pastor Ziggy is your pastor. That's your man of God. You spend time with him. You've received from that ministry. It's an operation around you. I said, so if that's what you're wanting to do, and that's what you know, the Holy Spirit's trying to get across to you, then it's going to work. Um, so I think that we definitely should be seeing in the spirit and you should at least, at least give God a chance, at least squint a little bit or something and see if he's going to show you something. Don't make anything up. Don't manufacture anything. Don't squint a little bit and say, I see these orbs and you know what I mean? Don't do anything dumb like that, but allow, if God's going to show you something, open yourself up for, to see that, open yourself up to whatever it is that, that he wants to show you. I don't know if Ayla's operated over there where she saw in the spirit that way. There hadn't been tons of times, but I've seen angels. I've seen evil spirits. Actually, one time at Winter's Church, I saw, I saw the best way that I could describe it's like what the Bible says, a multitude of angels just above us during worship. And, I mean, they're above us, flying around fast. I mean, it was, it was crazy. I've never seen anything like this before. Not before then and not since then. I've never seen anything like this. And these angels, they were coming down, and they were taking their hands, and they were reaching into the chest, our chest, us, into us, and grabbing what looks to me like a heart. I mean, it's like a heart. And going like this. And I'm like, what in the world? First, it started with one person, then another person. And lots of, it was doing this to lots of people, these angels. And the Lord spoke to me, and I saw that my eyes were open when I saw that. I mean, I was seeing in the spirit. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, I'm positioning your hearts for worship. I'm like, dang, I never would have thought that that's what you were going to say. I mean, just based off of what I was seeing, because it was way out there. But... um, that was one time that I saw in the spirit that way. I've seen evil spirits. I used to see evil spirits. It's kind of funny, but I used to see evil spirits when I was in high school. Um, walking around at my high school, I would see evil spirits on people. Sometimes I know if somebody's under the influence of an evil spirit. You know, Ted told me this, and 
after he told me, it began to happen to me. But I would see this gray, milky kind of substance around people. Is that right, Ted? That's how you see it too. When he told me that, it began to happen to me. And people that were under the influence of a wrong spirit or an evil spirit, um, I would see kind of this funk around them and I would know. And how many of you know, if God doesn't tell you something specific, you just need to pray, right? So that's most of my time I spent praying uh, because that's what he wants. That's why he shows us things is to pray for it, to give us direction in our prayer. Um, there was another time, Ted, we were at, uh, this is the only time I've ever been there either, uh, Cowboy Chicken. Is that what that place is called? Cowboy Chicken. We went over there after church uh, morning service, and I think we had Winter's Church later, but uh, we dropped Pastor Ziggy off, and me and Ted went to go eat, and there was this girl there. She's crying. Somebody that worked there. She, do you remember that, Ted? That girl, she was just crying, crying and crying and crying. And of course, I'm eating, and Ted's like, what's wrong, honey? And she's going on and on. A sob story, big time sob story. And you could tell the compassion in Ted was feeling for this girl. And I, I'm not compassionate like that. I was just eating. Um, and personally, I was thinking, she looks kind of silly. She's over here sobbing. Like, it's this kind of crazy. The Lord spoke to me, though, while we were sitting there and said, she's mad because I'm not letting her manipulate her managers anymore. Wow. And I was like, whoa, Lord. That's interesting. So I was kind of watching Ted because I was waiting for Ted to pull out some money and give her some money because I was thinking that's where it was going. She's like, I got to pay my rent. I got to do this. And everybody's just so mean to me and my boyfriend this and my mom this. And she's telling her whole story going on and on and on. Luckily, that's not what happened, though. Ted, he grabbed her hand and prayed with her. I, I don't remember 100 percent. Probably let her in a sinner's prayer and you know, she walked away from there and I could tell she wasn't satisfied because what she was trying to do didn't work. But the Lord didn't give me that word to tell her, you good for nothing heathen. You're trying to, because that's not what he said. He didn't say, tell her this. He just said, this is what she's trying to do. The reason why he told me that was to pray. He was giving me direction on how to pray. God has led me that way many times where he's shown me something and I've thought, Lord, why would you show me that? I don't want to know that. Why would you show me that? And that's the purpose, to pray, because he wants, he wants us to get over there in prayer. I don't know if he's done anything like that with any of you guys. I know God uses Ted in uh, intercession a lot, and of course, intercessory prayer people. I'm sure that he shows you different things when you're praying, before you pray, uh, after you pray, all kinds of stuff. Um, but I believe that if we will get our, if we'll allow ourselves to get over there, that he'll show us things that we'll get words of knowledge, that we'll get words of wisdom, um, that we'll, we'll see by the spirit. Amen. So that would, that would have been testimony of, of a, uh, word of knowledge, uh, again, but I was waiting cause I was thinking if Ted pulls out some money, if he pulls out some cash, I'm going to say something cause I don't, Ted's my friend. I don't want Ted to be manipulated. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't let my, I don't want my friend to be manipulated. Just, it's just, we're not going to do that. I wouldn't let Ayla get it manipulated, not knowing something, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I was waiting, and luckily, Ted, he was over there in the spirit for sure, because he prayed, and when he prayed for, he prayed a good prayer, and uh, she walked away still kind of frustrated, because she didn't give herself over there to the, to the Lord. Um, anyways, So all of these gifts of the Spirit function to help the body of Christ, right? That scripture in 1 Corinthians says to profit with all. 
and they function as a result of getting in the Spirit and as the Spirit wills. We should want to be used, but our priority should be getting in the Spirit, right? We can expect one to happen if the other happens. If we get in the, in the Spirit, we can expect the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation every time. That should be our, if that's not your expectation now, it needs to be your expectation going forward. If we, I don't know, there's a great book, and I know Nakia was reading it recently, it made me want to read it again, so I started it. Uh, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. It's such a great book. Um, it just talks a lot about having an intimate relationship with the Spirit of God, and that is so important. Um, you know, Benny Hinn, not that he did everything right or got everything right, but I thought that it was so incredible because there was parts of that book where he even made it seem like he would ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to eat for lunch today? Because I just want, I know you don't really care, but I just want you involved. I want you to be a part of, this is a part of the day that I don't normally involve you in, and I want you to be involved in this part of my day. What would you like me to do for lunch today? What do Should I fast? Should I go over here? Should I do this? Should I pray? What, I just want you involved in this. And I really thought, I, you know, I had never considered that before. I never considered, wow, maybe God wants to be a part of that part of my day. Maybe God wants to be involved. Not that he cares about, maybe he does. Maybe I should hear him a little more often. I was saying before everybody got here, we, we Ayla cooked dinner last night. <laughs> And I can't even blame this on Ayla. She's, she's the pregnant one. This is me doing this. But she cooked dinner last night. It was delicious. We ate. We had dessert, right? Yeah, we had dessert. We made pudding. It was awesome. I mean, I was happy. Food was good. She took a little nap because um, right now she goes to sleep at like 730. And I'm all alone, lonely, trying to find something on Netflix for hours and hours. Because if I go to sleep, I could right now because it gets dark, I could fall asleep early but I'm going to wake up at 1230 and I'll be up for until five. And I hate that. I hate when you're like watching the clock, knowing you have to get up in a couple of hours. Um, so I try to stay up a little bit later to make sure I sleep through the whole night. But she takes a little nap and uh, maybe not even all the way into a nap, but she was laying around and we were watching some movie and we were talking. I'm like, I'm going to go to McDonald's. <laughs> so we went to McDonald's. And she's like, well, what are you thinking you're going to get? And I'm like, maybe like a large fry and a large shake. She's like, I'm getting a double cheeseburger. <laughs> so then we were giddy and giggling all the way down the stairs at our apartment complex, anticipating the McDonald's that we were about to eat. It's not good. It's not. So maybe I should involve the Lord more, even more in those decisions. You want to share a testimony? What you said? Yeah. Yeah. Ayla's going to share a testimony. This is a good time. Go ahead. So one time, sorry, one time I heard Jesse Duplantis tell a really cool testimony about um, he just decided he was going to spend the whole day with the Holy Spirit, and um, he was like, "Holy Spirit, come ride my motorcycle with me." <laughs> so he's riding his motorcycle, and he's like, "Holy Spirit, where do you want to go for lunch?" And the Holy Spirit tells him Burger King, and Jesse's like. Of all the places you could go, Lord, you want to go to Burger King. And he just thinks that's so funny. But he gets there, and he ends up ministering to somebody, leading them to Jesus. And I always think that's so awesome because the Holy Spirit's goal is to always glorify Jesus. So he sent him. So Jesse involved him in his day, and the Lord sent him to bring somebody to him. So, 
Yeah, that's awesome. The Lord sent him out of his normal way. And that's why it's important that we maintain that intimate relationship with the Spirit of God, because the, the Holy Spirit will lead you to do things like that outside of your norm. He'll lead you to, to, to go to a different store. He'll lead you to drive a different direction. He will lead you to do those kinds of things to position you to be used by him, right? We've seen that happen often. He'll, he'll do that to protect you. He'll do that to use you. Um, there was one time I was driving home from Queen City, Texas, and I was driving, and in my spirit, I heard the Lord say, deer. I hadn't been thinking about deer. You know, it's not the normal time where deer are kind of crazy. It wasn't while it was like wintertime or kind of getting cold out where you, you see deer all the time and all that stuff. It wasn't, it wasn't a time like that, but he said, deer. And I just kind of let it go, and I'm driving how I normally drive down the Indian Nation Turnpike fast. And um, I'm driving and driving and driving. Probably three minutes later, this deer jumps out in front of my car. And luckily, I wasn't driving too fast. I took my foot off the gas, hit the brake, and that deer went by. Um, we were driving home from Queen City the last time that we went. And there was several deer that, it was like they were coming at us. It was weird. It was really weird. Um, but he'll lead you that way too. If, when you maintain that relationship with him, he'll show you things to protect you. He'll show you things um, so you don't get yourself in a whole mess of trouble. Uh, amen. So it's, you have to yield yourself to those things. When you hear those things, don't just, um, don't just let it go. Don't just be like, oh, that was weird. No, don't try to make it happen or anything like that, but definitely... Definitely yield yourself to the Spirit of God. What we should do when we see things like that, if those things start popping off in us, then what we should be doing is we should be saying, all right, Lord, what, what are you saying? What are you doing? Because he'll, he'll begin to talk to you. Amen. You know, I testified about, and I'm going to wrap up here in a minute. I testified about um, our, the house that we were having built. Um, and... You know, I testified God has been getting finance into our hand like crazy. It's been incredible. Um, but we need him to keep doing it because we got a little ways to go. But right after that, that next week, after I testified on that Sunday about all of this beginning to work and how we need to begin to uh, follow after the Spirit and allow him to use us, allow him to speak to us, there was one night, it was, I think, a Wednesday night. Pretty sure it was Wednesday night. Ayla woke up at like three in the morning and I, I was asleep, but I woke up because of the, the, um, light from her phone. And I'm like, what is she doing? And I hear, I hear, I don't, this probably won't come through, but I hear this noise. And I'm like, what is she doing? So I'm like, you all right? I don't know why. Every time I wake up, she probably didn't even have to be in the room. If I wake up just suddenly, I'm like, you Okay. Right? Isn't that true? I, we, we have that conversation about 10 times every night. Every time she gets up, you okay? But um, I turned, I'm like, are you all right? And she's like, something's not right. And I'm like, oh, this is not what I wanted to be doing right now. Because I was tired, and she's like, something's not right. This, I'm calculating our budget and looking at our budget. Something's not right. Something's way off here. I don't think we can do this. And I'm like, don't get over there in fear. Like, you know, I'm trying, like, don't get over there in fear. We're not doing that. Don't get over there in fear. 
And she's like, no, something's not right about this. And I'm like, it's going to be fine. I'll look at it tomorrow. It's going to be fine. I'm like, the Lord, the Lord, he's been blessing us big time. I mean, he'll take care of it. I know. It's no big deal. So the next day, I kind of wake up, and I'm like, I'm going to look at that. So I start looking at things, and I'm like, well, I did forget to add that into our budget. So, yeah, it's a little bit less, but that's still okay. That's, that's no biggie. And then I start digging in a little bit more to all of the house documents that we had. So I had been talking to this lender. I was getting frustrated with the lender because she was kind of unresponsive. She didn't answer any questions unless she needed something from us. Um, we weren't getting any information from her. We were asking questions. Questions weren't getting answered. Thing, we were getting half-truths. We were getting bits and pieces of, of information. I just had something in that morning when I woke up. I just had something in me that was like, something's not right. Well, the Lord began to talk to me, to deal with me about this. And I kept, I probably said it a thousand times to multiple different people. And it wasn't so much to get advice, but it's because I wanted to hear how it sounded when it came out of my mouth. But I'm like, I think we're going to back out of this sales deal. Remember, right? In that, I, I mean, I said it probably a hundred times for real. Like, I think we're going to back out of this sales deal. So there's something, she's just, something's not right about this. And I just wanted to hear, I was trying to bounce it around because I just, I didn't have any direction yet. Um, and I was trying to figure it out. Well, sure enough, I start digging into things more. And this lender had us thinking that we were going to qualify for a rate that we could not qualify for based off of our income. For a program that we could not qualify for. And, and we didn't, it wasn't that we were right on the line for qualifying for it. We were over by like 30 grand in our income. Like, this isn't a mistake. Like, you, you can't make a 30, you can't adjust our income by $30,000 by mistake. That just is, you have our tax returns, you have, you have everything, our bank statements, you have our pay stubs. It just doesn't make any sense. So then I started digging a little bit more, and she's been telling me, she's like, well, I can't lock your rate in because of this, because of this. That turned out to not be true. I'm like, okay. So they're trying to make money off of us. I could, that's their job. I get that. They're going to make some money off of us. But I don't want to be taken advantage of that much. You know what I mean? Our closing costs were estimated to be higher than, well higher than they should have been. Um, after a $6,000 credit from the builder, and we're still almost at $20,000, our portion for closing, something doesn't make sense about that. You know what I'm saying? There's just lots of inconsistencies. So I was praying. I'm like, Lord, I need direction. I need direction. He's like, he didn't call me this. I felt this way afterwards. He's like, dummy, I told you, say what I say. Do what I say. I'm showing you something right now. I'm helping you out. I'm saving your butt. That's what he was doing. He was saving us. So then we, we shifted completely. We're like, we're backing out of this deal. The Lord, now we have some direction. We're backing out of this deal. So we started to have that conversation. Man, they gave us the runaround so bad just trying to get out of that deal. Well, we can get you a better interest rate. We could do that. We could get you a better interest rate. Oh, now you can. Now you can get a better interest rate. Now that we're backing out of the deal. And remember that morning, too, I talked about God not making hasty decisions. So all of that I had to put into practice in a very short amount of time when I'm, like, panicked. I'm having major internal conflict because I'm like, we way committed to this deal. Like, we signed documents. This is, I don't know what's going to happen. We put money towards this. So they're like, we, we can get you, we can give you more for closing, and we can get you a better interest rate. How does that sound? Like, it sounds great, but why couldn't you do that before? 
Why are we just now having this conversation? You know, but they were, they were trying to do us wrong. That's what was happening. Um, so we backed out of the, the sales agreement. It kind of made me mad too, because then the lender called me and she's like, so which option did you decide to go with? Are you going to take this or are you going to take this? I'm like, you need to talk to this other guy because I'm, I'm not talking to you anymore. I'm done. Because this was three, we made this decision like three days ago and you're calling me right now asking me which option I'm going with. None of them. I'm not doing any of it. <laughs> but uh, anyways, so the Lord, he, he told us what was happening. And sure enough, I went and found the proof of it in the documents that we signed. I didn't see it before because I've never done this before. Um, so then we're like, well, that sucks, but let's do this. So we came up with a plan. And then I began to say that too, what the plan was, to see how it sounded, to see how it felt, to see I was trying to bounce it around in my spirit, but I needed to say it out of my mouth because... Sometimes I just have to get things out that way. I'm like, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to shift. We're not going to do that. We're going to rent a house. We're going to have, the, we have money saved. We're good. So when interest rates drop, we just move on something. We're ready to go. So we'll, we'll get in a rent house in January. Unfortunately, we had just signed a three-month lease as this happened too. So we got stuck in the apartment for another three months when we really could have moved. But um, so then we're like, we gave them earnest money. They're not going to give us that earnest money back. And we're, we were trying to make ourselves feel better. Like, it's okay. It's been gone for a long time. It's okay. If they don't give it back, we're not going to miss it. It's been gone for a long time. But there was something in me that I'm like, no, we're getting that earnest money back. We're going to get that money back. And I started to pray. I prayed. I really sought the face of God. I'm like, Lord, it was only 500 bucks. It wasn't even that much money. But I'm like, Lord, they tried to do us wrong. I want that money back. You're going to bring that money back. I know it. I have confidence in you that you're going to bring that money back into our hands. So I reached out to the builder. I'm like, hey, I want to touch base with you. Where are we at with getting our earnest money back? That's exactly how I said it, too, because faith, faith talks big. That's what Pastor Ziggy says. Faith talks big. I said, when are we getting our earnest money back? And he said, where do you want the check mailed to? Praise the Lord. So we weren't going to Indiana, but now we are because we got that earnest money back. Um, we didn't want to dip into our savings, but the Lord provided. He made a way. Um, and we were, trying to, we were trying to come up with other plans. We're like, I'm like, maybe you should sell cookies during the holidays and we can come up with some extra money. You know what I mean? Just trying to figure out a plan to make it happen. That's not the entire reason why Ayla's selling cookies, by the way. This, obviously, it's to make money, but it's not. Uh, amen. Amen. I ate a lot of them the other day, too. I think I had five while I was here, three or four at home, and then another bag of, what was it, four or five? I ate a lot of those cookies. Yeah. <laughs> I got all the, all the reject ones, and they were still good, too. Um, anyways, though, but uh, the, when you get over there in the spirit and the Lord begins to tell you things, he gives you a word of knowledge. That really was a word of knowledge. He, he gave me knowledge about something Really, what he did was he gave me a word of knowledge about that lender. Um, that's where it all started. He began to tell me, she's up to no good. She's not on your side. And we, we talked about it. And I would say, I would feel that way. And I'd say, I think that she's going to reach out to, I think she's going to get this information to us. I know it. She's going she, she's to email me today. Two weeks later, still nothing. So I'd shoot her, I'd give her a chance. The Lord's like, she's not on your side. She's not for you. She is not for you. And I'm like, I think that she's got it figured out now. I think that, nope, nope. We should have listened from the get-go because he probably tried to get it across to us way before we got to that point. 
But we didn't hear him say that. What we heard him say was, I have a house for you. That's the word of the Lord. But when we start involving ourselves in that transaction, we can mess things up. And we almost did. Thank God for his grace that he stepped in and said, hey, you're about to do something that's going to hurt you. Because when you get into a commitment like that and you get stuck with a, a payment that's way high because of interest rates, this is what we decided. We don't want to be in a place financially that if the Lord says, I want you to give $5,000, that it takes us two years to get the $5,000 together to be obedient to that word. We want to be able to be obedient to that word when the Lord says that, not working our faith to try to get that, you know what I'm saying? Because we've given thousands before. We've given thousands this year. And not one time did we have to, when we did that this year, not one time were we like, where am I going to get that $1,000? We had it and we did it. And that's, that's the place that we desire to be financially, that we can, we can be need meters and dream fulfillers. That's, that's our desire, so that when he says to do something, we can do it. So from the get-go, we knew that that was going to limit our ability to do that. That should have been red flag number one, check number one. It goes against what he told us. You know what I'm saying? We have to be obedient to, to do what it is that he tells us, to not go out further past that, and to not sit back and watch his promise pass you by. Does that make sense? Amen. So he'll lead you and guide you, and he'll protect you. And that's what he did for us. He protected us. He saved our butts. And he's going to help us too, because I know for a fact that this thing's going to all come crashing down at some point. And when it does, we have money in the bank. When everybody else is scrambling and trying to figure out how they're going to keep their houses, we're going to be looking to buy them. That's, that's, that's the place that we're going to be. So all, those, all these people that are in houses now with low interest rates and they're enjoying houses that they, they paid over. I saw one realtor, she said that she had somebody here in Oklahoma pay $100,000 over asking. That's not good. <laughs> that's way bad. And that's the kind of mess that we could have gotten ourselves into. Way overpaying um, in, the, in the price of the house and way overpaying in a monthly payment in an interest rate. And having a baby? No, thank you. So the Lord saved our butts. That's what happened. Um, and those, those are the kinds of things. That's really what his word declares, that he'll protect you. That's what provision is. That's a, that's a part of, provi of God's provision for us. It's not just him providing all that you have need of. It's him providing in, him, in his own self, in his spirit, the protection to walk through this life and not, you don't have to be taken advantage of. You don't have to be, uh, you don't have to get the short end of the stick. God has the best for you. And when you're led by his spirit, when you're operating in the gifts of the spirit, um, you, have, you're, you are more likely to make decisions that are for your benefit because the Lord will lead you that way. And that's what we're striving to do is we're, we, are, we are doing our best to position ourselves to hear the voice of God because his word for us was, I have a house for you. Well, if he has a house for us, then we need to not limit him getting a house to us. He didn't say, I'm going to let you buy a house. He said he has a house for us. So we need to be careful that we don't limit God and that if he wants to give us a house, he can give us a house. He may give us that house we were trying to buy and they were going to take advantage of us on. Uh, we, we don't really know. But that's what we have to remain in fellowship. We have to remain in the spirit because when we do, he will uh, use us and he'll show us things that will help us out um, because that's what the word declares, that, that the... Uh, 
that it will profit with all. Amen. Amen. Let me just make sure I didn't miss anything that I wanted to say that I felt like I was supposed to say. No, I covered that. I just said it a different way. Amen. Does anybody have any questions? No questions. Ayla? Testimony? No questions. Amen. Well, we don't have any questions, then I'll pray and we can be done. If you think of questions, write it down or something, then maybe next week we can talk about it. Um, Because it seems like you guys don't have questions a lot. But... (laughs) <laughs> and these are supposed to be kind of interactive, you know what I'm saying? So uh, if you think of something throughout the week, you should write it down and bring it, and there, it will probably come up again. Amen. But I'll wrap us up in prayer. We can get out of here. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity. Lord, you're awesome. God, I thank you that you are with us, that you are for us. Lord, I thank you that you created us to fellowship with you, to have a relationship with you, to have an intimate relationship with you. And Lord, we desire to position ourselves to be yielded to your spirit, to be filled with your spirit. God, I just ask right now that you would just touch us, that you would fill us to overflow in Jesus' name. Right now, right where we're at, God, what we want most is more of you. Not more stuff. God, we want more of you. We want more of you in your spirit, what you have for us, what you have to offer, Lord. God, we are talking about the gifts of the spirit. So God, I just ask that you would stir us up. Stir us up in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that we'd be stirred up and activated to be used uh, every moment of every day. Lord, especially as we gather as a church, Lord, use us however it is that you wanna use us. We just thank you, God, that you are a God of your word, that you are who you say who you, say you are, that you you will do all that you said you would do. We thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing, all that you've done and all that you're gonna do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Well, um, outreach this week is Bricktown, Seven o'clock Friday, meet at the fountain.